0: skeletons
1: and shivers down your spine a Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight Spooky, scary skeletons Speak with such a screech You'll shake and shudder in surprise
2: When you hear these zombies shrieking With a No please, we do not have a bunch of baby dogs that okay <laughs> No noise. Uh, no noises, please
0: you know, if I would've known that this was going to be a fucking camp of assholes. You know, maybe I just wanted to come back. I feel like you would have gone to that camp if I was a camp child. It's a camp full of assholes. Oh. Those are my
2: favorite things.
0: You know. Next to penis. I would have. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Are we even recording at this point? We are. Oh. Please continue. Oh, man. It has been...
2: A long time since I've recorded. It's been a long time since I've had you on. I feel like we're getting back into it now. Oh, yes, quite right indeed. A lot of stuff has transpired in the last couple weeks. It's been pretty nuts. I've been pretty down, so hopefully when I edit this in the future, uh, things will be better in yeah. my
0: life. Hopefully it won't give you the downs. Was that like poop? Is that like the shit? No, like, like you have a touch of the downs. Down syndrome yes that's offensive <laughs> it wasn't offensive until you called it into question you could just roll with uh, it but now you had to be fucking ace strike uh, attorney
2: ever since i stopped smoking i've just been drinking like every day drinkings alcoholism so the last episode you were on was the last day i smoked
1: how are you feeling
2: episode 38 you know ultimately i feel less groggy uh, I feel like I'm more emotional. I feel like like
0: I'm on my period. Are you? Well, I was gonna say, are you pregnant? But I, I guess not. Close,
2: close. I think I read that Woody Harrelson, the actor, well-known chronic, mm-hmm. used to smoke every day for I think he said 13 years. Um, he recently stopped and did an interview mm-hmm. about it. Said something along the lines of he didn't care about anything because <laughs> he was too high and uh i definitely can relate to that cuz now that i uh i'm not in a cloud full of stupor i'm a lot more aware of things like how
0: depressing life is and and how good that alcoholic beverage tastes and how good
2: alcohol is because it's legal uh we are i think we're 6 months out from uh medical marijuana here in pennsylvania so yeah
0: knock on wood just because like Cause we need that shit. My getting shit. Mad.
2: <laughs> We need that shit. It's nice. Uh, did, How have you been? I
0: don't know. You you haven't even announced who We're I am. We're not there yet.
2: We're not there yet. I'm gonna cut this down. This is the intro piece. This is the intro conversation.
0: So this is like the bowl to the barn.
2: So this is lots of pasta. <laughs> this is the podcast where we read the creepy pastas uh, and we talk about all things stank and dank. Mm. Uh, I mean, we used to. Maybe not so much anymore. Uh, Soon, soon soon we shall partake. But I'm here with Franz McBoohoo, who hasn't been on in a... It's It's
0: been ages and ages (laughs) for a long, long time. time. Never wanted anything from me. But but now that I'm back, you can't have me. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that works like that. It just, like,
2: it's not that we don't hang out. It's that when we do hang out, we just tend to be lazy and watch TV and just do things that aren't productive. And you could fall into a trap sometimes, you know, just, you know, enjoying yourself with your friends. You you know, their podcast falls wayside when you're just busy having fun.
0: But now the forbidden pasta must be tasted.
2: (laughs) What is the forbidden pasta? Zucchini. It's zucchini pasta! (laughs) So all your episodes, as they've progressed, have gotten, I'm going to say, more I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe in your opinion, I don't know. Uh, I don't really. I can't really quantify that. Uh, when I when I put them all on the line, I think eight definitely stands out the most. But I think like ultimately, all of them have have your sense of humor. And we don't really do troll pastas anymore. I'm not sure if you've listened recently, but like, I think the last person I did a troll pasta with was like Terry the Tickler. Why is that? Uh, well, I was told by a couple people that listen regularly, like, every week, that they like the serious stories more. Hmm. But I do I do think, like, one of the most appealing things about Lots of pasta, like, the thing that we bring to the table here, is that not every episode's the same. We don't just do the same thing. Like, if you want that, go to Welcome to Night Vale. If you want, like, a serial, go listen to Serial. Like, there are far more terrifying and better podcasts
0: to listen to to get your, like, serious fix. And let me tell you, the best thing about our pasta is that it's always a vegetable, and it's always full of cobs, so you're not going to go home hungry. <laughs> I was going to say it's so, vegetable, so it's going to uh, die in a bed. <laughs> no, we're not vegan. We're just vegetarian. <laughs> God damn it.
2: Uh, so, it's it's been a hot minute since we've had you, but it's good to have you back, friends. Oh, it's a
0: pleasure to be back.
2: Um, I got a really nice story here for you to start off with, if you want to go ahead and... It's a little bit long, so, I mean, if you want to switch oh, off, we could definitely switch God. off, but, uh... I feel like you can relate to this
0: opening. I can relate to that opening. Oh. Uh, so, the story we're gonna dive into first... Something horrible is happening to me on Grindr.
2: Yeah, on your last episode, we did read some unsettling stories, but ultimately, like, unsettling stories, um, they tend to dive within, like, sexual body horror, like, uh, uncomfortable things mm-hmm. going on with genitals. Um, this is a fun one that I saved for you, so you wanna, you wanna take it away?
0: Oh, I feel like I relate to this guy so much, just Something by- Something
2: horrible is happening to me on Grindr. Alright.
0: So- Many penises. Since Eugene left me, I must have looked at a thousand of them. Cut, uncut, black, mocha, tan, pink, beige, thick, thin, long, hairy, shaved, trim, veiny, smooth, micro, macro, and even the elusive gargantuan polka dot.
2: That's <laughs> 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 not a <terpies. laughs>
0: I'll be honest with you, though... It's not even like I was open to the idea of hooking up at that point. It was still too soon. The emotions were too raw. That said, I wasn't going to be ashamed of myself for looking at pictures of dicks to help pass the time. I like dicks. How do you feel? About I this? love dicks. <laughs> like, dicks are. It's great. funny because on
2: your last episode, which I just finished editing, you were like, "I think I'm gonna be straight for a little bit," and I just laughed at you because <laughs> that's how that's how we get when we're hot. We just go to other yeah, places, absolutely. And here you are reading an episode back, that says, "I like dicks."
0: Back in Dick Town, here to stay. After, vacant, me, no vacancy. Me, I just it a. I'm I'm, I'm the last room on the left at the local brothel inn (laughs) come say hi boys after a few weeks of browsing I started involving myself in actual chats you know more than the basic you show me yours and I'll show you mine type of stuff I'd been doing most guys didn't really want to talk about much they were more interested in meeting up and banging I wasn't ready for that though I was polite enough with my rejections and most of them were cool with it not all But most. One afternoon last month, a guy named Dion. Dion? Dion. Where are you from, Dion? Far away. (laughs) Sent me a message. I almost fainted. He was gorgeous. It looked like he'd been carved from onyx and sculpted by Michelangelo himself. So it was black? Oh, God, yes. I bet he had a gargantuan. (laughs) Fabled gargantuan. (laughs) We chatted for a while. Pretty easily, too. Not once did he hint at a hookup, and rather than advertising himself from below-the-waist pictures, the most risque photo he sent to me was him standing shirtless in sweatpants. But you know what? You still I gotta it. tell you. You saw so
1: the outline see some...
2: sweatpants.
0: I love... <laughs> John Hamm. <laughs> I love sweatpants season. You see the best dick prints. And my eyes are always you, on do the Do you brow. know this thing about
2: John Hamm, the no. actor? No. From Mad Men?
0: You know who I'm talking about? No.
2: You don't know John Han? Oh,
0: I think I do, whatever. He apparently has a huge chance, like- Pause the story, I'm actually pulling out my phone to verify this. It's well
2: known on, like, Reddit. In, like, women communities that- and, like, gay communities. Like, I actually think I heard this from my gay uncle, shout out. Um, he talked about John Han's dick when he was high for, like, ten minutes.
1: Oof. That is quite a bold. <laughs> Mad men.
0: <laughs> because the dick's too big! Nah, it's never too big. He had told me he had just gone through a breakup, too. I wanted to take things slowly. It was music to my ears. Well, eyes, since we'd only been chatting via text at that point. But those text chats turned us into multiple-hour chat sessions. After a couple of days, I gave him my number. We talked on the phone more than I'd ever talked to anyone, even Eugene. And we were together for seven years. Something about Dion just seemed right. I got the impression he felt the same way about me too. As it turned out, Dion worked for a company that advertised on Grindr. He asked if I'd seen their stuff, and then he described what their ads looked like. As soon as he mentioned one particular feature, I definitely know what he was talking about. It was an awful ad. It took up the whole screen and flashed colors in the way of what I found somewhat unsettling. To make it worse, it was almost impossible to hit the close button at the top, which I was fairly certain moved around slightly to prevent the ad from being turned off. That is so true.
2: Yeah, no, that happens.
0: He laughed a little and apologized for that part. He said the programmers might have been a little overzealous. The customer wanted it that way, though. Since Grinder hadn't explicitly disallowed that type of anything yet, they were going to use it and reap the benefits of the ad being displayed for those few extra seconds. When I asked Dion what the company sold since the ad really didn't give me much of an idea he was tight-lipped he couldn't talk about that stuff apparently I was okay with that we hadn't even met in person yet I didn't expect him to disclose any type of secret information to someone who was still essentially a stranger our conversations continued to go well and we were ready to take it to that next step on Tuesday we decided to meet his office wasn't far from my apartment we met at a nearby park I knew he was tall, but my first impression I got when we met was that he was a giant. I'm 5'11", but Dion had to have been over 6'8". Funny, we'd never even talked about height. He gave me the biggest, warmest hug when we finally stood together. I pecked his cheek a little more shyly than I intended, and we headed to the restaurant we'd both heard was great, but never visited. Dinner was spectacular, and the company was even better. Our chemistry was obvious and intoxicating. We laughed and flirted and had a truly wonderful time with one another. Afterward, he walked me home. We made out in front of my apartment building for a minute or two. Sluts. (laughs) But we both agreed we should wait for at least a second date before getting too physical.
1: Let's get physical. Physical. I wanna get physical. Stick it in my booty hole. (laughs)
0: But we promised one another that there would definitely be a second date. I've heard that promise before. No, no, no we'll get there. We'll get to your personal <laughs> feelings about this story. <laughs> he asked if it could be tomorrow. I winked at him and I told him I'd call in the morning. Once I got back to my apartment, my sexual frustration had reached uh, Krakatoan. Krakatoan peak. <laughs> Krakatoan. <laughs> So then he started carving numbers into trees.
2: <laughs> and then he got everyone in Virginia
0: to disappear. <laughs> All the gays.
1: <laughs> All the gays are missing.
0: Oh, they're on Fire Island. Oh, shit. John room! <laughs> and what do I do when I'm sexually frustrated? I look at dicks. So I looked at dicks. I started off on grinder, but after a while I started feeling a little guilty. Sure, it was just innocent fun and flirting with strangers, but... Even though Dion and I weren't exclusive or even in an actual relationship at all, it didn't feel right. Besides, right when I decided to move onto porn, those damn ads on Grindr kept showing up and distracted the hell out of me. The flashing lights and awful clothes buttons had me feeling pissed off at Dion for even being tangentially... Tangentially. Genitals. Tangentially. <laughs> Gen... Genitals involved with them. Anger wasn't something I wanted to feel when I was in the mood to jerk off or go to sleep. After I'd closed the program, those awful blinking ads stuck with me. It was like when you look into the sun for too long and have the image burned into your retinas. Like when I look into a vagina and I just get that <laughs> image burned into my retinas and I just that want to die. Sleeve. Oh my god. Especially if there's like a lot of hair. Like, a Bushy, that's just like.
2: I can gladly say I've never slept with a single woman with an overwhelmingly Chewbacca
0: Wookie. What if, what if she's had a merk? What if she had a merkin? They like just a glue on. What if she put like eye? Back. What if she put eyelashes on her lips, like fake eye pussy lips, and just like they just like blew a nice breeze whenever they opened and closed. Can a vagina do that? Can Can you physically make a vagina open and close? Yeah, without moving your legs, just like. Eh- Oh, no, not, 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 like... You
2: know how how a guy can, like, move their dick without using their hands? Women can't do that with their vaginas. Except, like, internally.
0: But my sex drive overshadowed any temporary vision problems. To Pornhub I went, their gay section had gotten so much better over the last couple of years. I browsed for a while until I found a clip I loved a day or so ago. I clicked it and fast-forwarded to the action. But I felt growing nausea as it all went on i started to worry i'd gotten food poisoning to make matters worse it wasn't the exact cliff from the other day at all that is the worst when you have a porno you like a lot like the scene and you can't find it because like someone removes it man i have so many that i'm so upset about i can't even tell you <sighs> The beginning part was the same, but right towards the end, instead of the original delicious money shot scene, someone had spliced in some awful gory nonsense that it totally took me out of the mood.
2: I feel like we're getting too wrapped up in the narrative to kind of ignore, like, the subliminal messaging shit that's going on right now. Do you feel like it's some kind of, like, inadvertent, like, conversion therapy? Like, the flashing ads trying to get people to, like don't be gay. (laughs) Stop (laughs) looking at gays. Stop looking at dicks.
1: Dicks, dicks, dicks
2: are (laughs) evil. Now he's looking at porn and he's seeing gory nonsense.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know which
2: way this is gonna go but the setup is
0: there. I have an idea. I'm gonna keep it to myself until a couple more paragraphs. I went to bed but my stomach still hurt and I had nightmares about stuff I can't remember. Yesterday I called Dion like I had promised. I told him I wasn't feeling well and asked if He felt off after dinner, too. He said he felt fine, and then asked if we should cancel our plan for him to come over later in the day. Not wanting to be a disappointment, I said no way. Besides, I really did want to see him. An hour or so before he got there, I decided to watch some porn again. My stomach was feeling a bit better, and I figured if Dion and I might get physical for the first time, I'd want the performance to last a little longer than the 19 seconds I'd figured it would with someone as attractive as him. Ugh, that's upsetting. Back to Pornhub I went!
2: We just talked about this at, uh, dinner. You know, like, you know, jerk off before, like, an important meeting. Jerk off before you go to class. Jerk off before you go to work. Like, your anxiety would be so much lessened if you just, like, released the tension.
0: But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't jerk off before I'm meeting someone that I'm probably going to jerk off with. Or possibly have sex with. Why?
2: To, To get yourself a little bit more, like, less sensitive
0: baby. You just go for a couple of rounds. (laughs) Keep reading. Again, nausea. To make matters worse, whoever had screwed up with the clip I really enjoyed so much was doing the same thing to other videos. Right when the action was at its peak, there would be a scene of something completely terrible. A dead baby. Someone getting raped. A guy with his lower jaw blown off. A woman with her face melted from acid. Pretty I'm pretty open to basic kinks, but that stuff was above and beyond anything I wanted to see. It was straight-up horror and snuff. My sex drive dried up and I was left dealing with my floppy dick and a hell of a stomachache. Perfect way to start a potentially hot date. Dion arrived around supper time. I would gathered my senses in the meantime and had prepared a baked salmon, quinoa salad, and a cheese board. Wow, okay, so you got a limp dick, your stomach's a mess, and yet he's still making baked salmon, quinoa salad, cheese board.
2: I was gonna say, if you're ever in this situation, you usually just come up with an excuse and roll around in bed moaning,
0: feeling miserable.
2: Uh, Oh,
0: yes. And I played Dead Possum. Yeah. He was absolutely awestruck by the food. I guess he wasn't much of a chef and none of his other dates had cooked him something so nice. It felt good to hear. Just want to put it out there to all the single gay men that are listening. None.
2: (laughs) I mean, I can't say none, you know.
0: I mean, listen. I cook really well. You do. And I always host. Whenever I have a guy over, I make us lattes. We have a great time. I'd make a good waifu. <laughs> Waifu's John! You're right. a good waifu. Thank you, I appreciate that. He devoured the food with enthusiasm, and I did my best to match his Voracious. voraciousness. But my stomach was really bothering me. I tried to hide it, though, and I don't think he noticed. The rest of the night would progressed like I hope. After dinner and wine, and some fancy hipster ice cream Dion had brought back, uh, we were both feeling good. Well horny. I didn't feel good. The wine we consumed helped take the edge off my stomach pain, but while we were making out on the couch, I was feeling worse and worse. My sex drive wasn't charged though, and I had powered through the nausea, and before too long, we were down to our underwear, and getting ready to have some real fun. I bet Dion doesn't wear underwear. Because his dick's too big. I just like I, was, I just
2: imagined him like unzipping his pants and like the literal Pokemon Onyx pops out going like no! oh.
0: <laughs> And then like he gives him a stone and he turns into Steelix. Oh <laughs> I was thankful my nausea had not diminished my physical ability to get aroused. I was I was sporting quite a rager that Dion seemed quite interested in. Still he refused to touch me. He preferred to tease with kisses on my lips, neck, and cheeks. Ass cheeks. (laughs) Butt cheeks. cheeks. is warm. Meanwhile, I was pawing at him and practically tearing off his underwear. He resisted, though. Dion got up and stood in front of me. He looked like a Greek god. Then slowly, maddingly, slowly, he inched his underwear down. My vision started to blur as his anatomy came into view. My nausea overpowered me in a pulsating wave. Dion stood naked only two feet away, but around him emerged a scenario of abject horror and depravity. Screaming children clutched the remains of their dismembered mother's torsos as faceless, horribly misshapen men poked and prodded at them with their bulbous, skinless erections. Other bodies were hanged by their own bowels in the ghosts of trees and posts, their contents of their entrails drizzling down onto the dead and the rapists below. I opened my mouth, unsure if I was going to scream or vomit. Instead, I just mouthed the word help to Dion, and as my consciousness waned from the panic I felt, I saw Dion smiling at me, his genitals replaced by a glistening caldera of gore. It was the last thing I saw before I passed out. His dick was just so massive that it just him a couldn't aneurysm. He just couldn't <laughs> handle it. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled burning toast and went down. I don't know how long I was out. When I woke up, I had found I'd collapsed on the floor with my face resting in a puddle of salmon and chemo vomit. Oh. I can just smell it now. Ah, kill me. The scene of impossible violence was gone. Dion was dressed and standing near the door, talking on his cell phone. I'm sorry to have bothered you so late, Reverend. Yes, this is Dion. I just wanted to let you know that I had a remarkable success with our first test subject. Yes, that's right. I believe he has been entirely reprogrammed. Yes, sir. That's correct. Zero ability to act on his desires. I listened without moving as horror and dread came rushing back. Thank you, sir. I'll direct the company to proceed you with more ad buys in all the metropolitan markets. Thank you. I realize how important the success is. God bless to you, Reverend. Fuck you! Fuck you, conversion therapy. Finish. Dion opened the door and walked out. I used the couch to pull myself to my feet. I called the police and demanded to speak to a detective, but when I finally got one on the phone, I could swear I heard him laughing to himself when he said he'd check it out. I haven't heard from anyone since. All this happened last night. Now on message boards all over, I am seeing people complaining about flashing hard-to-close ads that are showing up on Grindr. Those same people are complaining about how they are not feeling well after having seen them. Whoever reads ever reach this, please help. I don't know what to do.
1: Fuck you! I hate... You didn't like that? No. I thought it was good. It was good, but it's sad!
2: It is sad. It's very sad. And it's also, like, culturally relevant, because I'm not sure if you heard, but there's a guy who's on, like, a fucking mission to get all the conversion therapy
0: places in the U.S. like, completely shut down. Well, they just closed... In Allentown, actually, it's illegal to do conversion therapy in Allentown now, which is pretty cool. Which is good. And anybody watching, if you think being gay is wrong, we don't need you as a listener and you can fuck off.
2: Oh, absolutely. I feel like that goes without being said. Since episode one, since episode one, like, original episode, original co-host, Franz mcboohoo like, if you've been listening to this at all during the last couple months, we've been doing this for... It's July now. Been doing this for close to nine months. Yeah. Fuck off <laughs> if you're not cool with that. Go fuck yourself. Um, ultimately, I do like the quality of this person's stories. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's a bunch of different writers. I don't I don't give them enough credit. Uh, unsettling stories. I think it's a group of writers that own this website, and they always do really good and it's always
0: like really surprising the quality of their shit yeah it was very well detailed it was very good very good bravo we're having some technical difficulties if you just don't mind waiting a moment while i massage my prostate <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, while death junior finds us some more stories then and
1: while death mcdeath the death
0: that did it oh my girl massage my prostate oh my girl we're gonna find stories i got maltrain in my hand and my coffee i'm gonna take because i got a headache Gonna find a story, gonna slash my prostate Oh my god, I'm gonna jerk off now I'm gonna feel bad for having to cut some of that Cause
2: it's just prodding the time
0: I'm gonna prod your time And by prod I mean Massage, and by time I mean prostate prostate. (laughs) I knew you'd say that No, prop 8, fuck the gays (laughs) damn it I
1: thought we just Excuse me man (laughs) <laughs> do
0: you have Prince Albert in a can? You do! Well, you better let him out! I'm life. so
2: excited for that new movie. Mm. Like, seeing that midnight Thursday yeah, it comes out. And we if, it's, if early? it's not good, I'm gonna fucking rebel <laughs> <laughs> against the system, man. <laughs> <laughs> the entire system's going down. Hollywood is going down. <laughs> if that is not a good one. So this one's from Reddit No Sleep, which we haven't read any of in a long time. This one's called I Got a Sister for My Seventh Birthday.
0: I Got a Sex Um, lady for My Seventh Birthday. No, I Got a
2: Sister for My Fourth Birthday, so this isn't quite as accurate. Again, Reddit No Sleep. I was an only child. The apple of my parents' eyes. A princess who could do no wrong. So when my parents told me they had a surprise for my seventh birthday, I was ecstatic and lost sleep thinking about what it could be. A new Lego playset. I fucking love Legos, dude. fucking
0: love Legos.
2: The doll I'd seen at the toy store? A pony! The possibilities were endless. When the morning of my birthday arrived, I leapt from my bed and charged full tilt downstairs where my mother was sitting at the kitchen table with her morning cup of coffee. A quick scan of the room didn't reveal anything out of the ordinary, and immediately my stomach sank with disappointment. I clambered into the chair beside her and leaned forward across the table so my face was in hers. Mama? She set her coffee aside and scooped me up in a great big bear hug until I was shrieking with laughter. Once I had been suitably smothered with birthday kisses, she sat me down and told me she was going to make me some chocolate chip pancakes with whipped cream for breakfast. Although this made my stomach growl with anticipation, I wasn't going to be swayed from the original mission. Mommy, you said I'd get a surprise today. Where is it? I asked with all the tact that children are known for.
1: It's in my cooter, honey. (laughs) She hasn't come out yet. It's it's coming soon. Ah!
2: Daddy's gone to get it, princess. You have to be patient. I was like a firecracker with a short fuse all through a breakfast. I bounced in my seat, ran back and forth between the windows, looking out the driveway, and peppered my mother with a million questions about what my surprise could be, but she just told me to eat my pancakes. I had barely managed to get one down when I heard the sound of my dad's car door shutting outside.
1: Why is everybody <laughs> trying to help me get rid of my baby? <laughs> I to be <laughs> God
0: damn it! I was gonna with say- With a
2: squeal of excitement.
0: I was gonna say boy She told me to eat her pussy and be quiet. <laughs> eat pussy and be quiet.
2: With a squeal of excitement, I ran out to meet him in the carport, only to come to an abrupt halt when I saw that he had not come home alone. He was carrying a girl who looked a little younger than I was. She was small for her, age, delicate like porcelain and topped with tight gold ringlets and framed her round face. God himself could not have created a more perfect cherub than this child. She regarded me shyly with the purest blue eyes I'd ever seen and gave the tiniest of waves. I was immediately entranced. Well, good morning, kiddo. Happy birthday. My dad chuckled and knelt to kiss me atop my head. I guess you've seen your surprise. He gently placed the little girl in front of me and beamed at the two of us. Her name is Susie. What do you think? She's my present? I asked uncertainly. Dad frowned. Don't you like her? Like, what in a fucking Xbox! <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Fuck bad you got an N64!
2: Fuck the system! I looked from my dad to the girl and back again. He seemed perfectly serious. I had been asking for a sister for ages, and now they'd gotten me one. I clapped my hands and threw my arms around Dad's waist. I love her! He seemed relieved and tousled my hair. Take her in and show Mommy. I was only too... I was only too happy to oblige. I took Susie's hand and led her into the kitchen, where Mom oohed and awed over how pretty she was. Susie giggled and hit her face against my shoulder, which already made me feel like the best big sister ever. I took Susie through the house, showing her all the rooms and introducing her to the cast, Dot, and Smurf. When she reached out to pet Smurf, he swatted at her and bolted from the room. Fat tears immediately welled in her eyes, and I hugged her comfortably, reassuring her that Smurf was just fat old grump, and he was like that with most new people. The incident was soon forgotten once we reached my room and became engrossed in accessorizing my Barbies. Susie and I were soon inseparable. Mom and Dad thought it was the cutest thing ever and took a million pictures of us doing the most mundane things, sitting at the table eating, splashing through a sprinkler in the backyard, lounging in our PJs in front of the TV with a big bowl of popcorn between us. It seemed they were thrilled their little girls were getting along so well. One lazy summer evening, Susie and I were lying on the kitchen floor coloring it in a new book our grandmother gave us. Smurf had been stalking us from the countertops while we worked and I could tell it was making Susie uncomfortable, so I gathered the old guy up and carried him into the living room. He purred contentedly in my arms, so I snuggled him for a minute before plopping him on the couch next to my parents and returned to the kitchen. Susie was sitting amongst the remains of the coloring book, which lay shredded across the kitchen floor. A pair of scissors was beside her. I gaped at her, a mouth hanging open. She giggled sweetly. Why did you do that? shouted, for the first time, becoming cross with my sister. The parents were drawn to the noise and stood in the doorway, their hands on their hips. What's going on here? Look what Susie did I gestured angrily towards the mess and to the guilty party, who was now pouting down at the floor. Oh, princess, Dad sighed. I don't think Susie did that. How could she? Come on, let's clean it up. We won't tell Nona about it, okay? I was flabbergasted. Susie was sitting there practically red handed, and they both just brushed it off. I scowled at their backs while they knelt to clean it up, Mom even gave Susie a little pat on the head before telling me to take her off to bed. I was furious and grabbed Susie a little bit more roughly than I meant to by her arm and hauled her out of our shared room. My anger lessened more with each little sniffle that sounded in the dark. Finally, when the guilt became too much, I whispered my apology to her and we fell asleep. Coloring book already a thing of the past. When it came time for school to resume, I asked Mom what grade Susie would be in and she smiled, clearly amused, and said, She's not going to school, honey. It's for big girls. Of course, I nodded sagely. Susie was still too little. When I left the next morning, I could see Susie watching the bus pull away from our bedroom window. Her angelic little face was twisted into a dark frown. She didn't even respond when I waved. She was probably upset I was going without her, but what could I do? I'd make sure to play a lot with her when I got home. That night, I was met with two stern-faced parents who demanded to know why I'd left my room in such a state when I'd been told very clearly to tidy it up before school. I was confused and protested my innocence. I'd just cleaned it up yesterday. But they wouldn't listen and said that I'd be in big trouble if I didn't get in there and straighten it up. Susie was waiting for me on the bed, her arms crossed proudly over her chest. The room around her was absolutely wrecked. Clothes were strewn about, my stuffed animals had been spilled to the floor, all the Barbies were thrown from their usual bin. I screamed at my parents that Susie was the one they should be mad at, but I got no answer. My sister just watched me clean. Over the next few weeks, things started to go missing around the house, only to turn up mixed up with my belongings. Mom's jewelry, Dad's wallet, the car keys, Mom's engagement ring was never found, no matter how hard we looked. Then Smurf got out. Someone let the sliding door to the backyard open, and he just wandered away. Although they said they didn't blame me, I still received a long lecture about responsibility after that. I sobbed that it wasn't me. It was Susie. Look, kiddo, you know we love you, but this has to stop. We know Susie didn't do it. You did. So it's time to stop. I was completely and utterly betrayed. Susie never spoke up or corrected them, and they never even asked for her side. I started to resent them all and grew quieter and sullen. I withdrew from my parents and actively ignored Susie, which just made her act up more. A handmade lamp from my aunt Connie was smashed. The living room curtains were cut to ribbons. Dad's worktop was doused with a glass of water. Still they blamed me. I heard my mom talking to Nona on the phone about a behavioral specialist, but I didn't know what they meant. I just knew I was powerless and frustrated and no one was listening. The last straw finally snapped when I came home from school and stomped into my room. Susie was standing over a pile of my clothes with a box of matches in her chubby little hands. She grinned at me, but it was a sinister expression, one that sent an icy chill down my spine. I instinctively took a step back. That was all she needed. A match was struck and thrown flippantly into the pile. I screamed, and my mom rushed at Susie, who gleefully retreated to my bed and threw the matches at my feet. After much yelling and confusion, my parents were able to put out the flames which hadn't gotten far, but had eaten most of my clothes. After they made sure I was okay, I was made to sit at the kitchen table and interrogated. Susie did it! Stop it, Amy! I had never heard my father speak so sharply. Enough! Why did you do it? I told you. Amy! My mother took a gentler approach. We just want to understand what's going on. Then go yell at her! My father's hand came slamming down on the tabletop so hard that even my mom jumped. Amy! Susie is a doll! I stared at him, not comprehending. No. She's horrible. She is a doll, Amy, a toy. I wish I never bought you that damn thing. Tom, please. His nostrils flared with frustration, and he threw his hands up at us. She needs to stop lying. I'm not lying. I was shaking with anger and fear and righteous indignation of the falsely accused. I ran from the kitchen, screaming over my shoulder that I'd make Susie tell them everything, but when I got to my room, there was no little sister. No cherubic little girl with two bright blue eyes, only a delicate porcelain doll that I'd seen at the toy store and wanted for my birthday, sitting on my bed, staring at the door with a frozen smile.
0: That was good.
2: Schizophrenia! (laughs) At first I was like, oh, it's Orphan, and pretty soon we're going to find out that that little girl wants to fuck that daddy. (laughs) You ever see Orphan? No. Oh, well, sorry, I just spoiled it for you. It's a 40-year-old woman with a uh, genetic disorder that makes her look like a kid. She wants to fuck the dad the entire movie. Really? <laughs> it's about, like, a 12-year-old girl that's actually, like, 40. Has, like, the Andy Melanakis disease. Andy Milonakis has a disease?
1: That's
2: why he looks so young. He was, like, 30 during the filming of Andy Melanakis show. No way! You didn't know that? He access to. No
1: way! My mind is, like, fucking blown! Was, There's no way.
2: He was, like, 30-something, yeah. So I did like that story, though. That was fun. I think we should do one long Troll Pasta to bring it home. Alright. Alright, so we haven't done Troll Pastas in a while. <laughs> I've been saving this for one of two people. Um, this one's called A Pimp Named Slickback.
0: A Pimp Named Slickback.
2: From Troll Pasta. Hello, my name is Crystal. I'm 23 years old. Just two Just days ago, I almost was killed by my former pimp in an alternate universe. This is my special story. the Zoe 101 theme song right now. Like, At age 22, I married a 55-year-old grandfather. His name was Robert Witherspoon. So that's his Robert is. Okay. He's a 55-year-old oh. grandfather. Oh. <laughs> He had also had an adorable cat named Simon for me to love, and Simon loved me back, even though I had lots of dates on blackpeoplemeet.com. Amen. (laughs) I thought that Robert would only be the only man on the site who would treat me nicely. After we got married, I told him I was currently a whore belonging to a pimp named Greaselegs, (laughs) and I would be retiring from this job in two weeks. I used to belong to a pimp named Slickback before he got run over by a Toyota and died. The big problem that starts here is that I wanted a baby from my true love, and even though I told him I abort every baby from when I do my job, he couldn't grasp that I had slept with lots of men. He still loved me, but he told me that he was old and that he did not ever want to have sex in our marriage. I was depressed, ever since our, in our relationship. He tried to calm me, but he failed in many attempts. I wanted a divorce inside, but I knew I couldn't afford it. One day, while I was crying on my temper pedic bed with Simon at my side, I noticed a somewhat familiar and very faint voice coming from a loose brick in the house walls. It sounded like Slickback. I never explored it, but the gap was so big, I could crawl through it. The voice said, CHRISTAL! I stopped. Cry- <laughs> I stopped crying and looked at the gap. Simon sniffed the left edge of the brick. Cristal. I slowly crept over to the gap. There was a light purple glow in it now. Cristal, Come in the hole, baby! I removed the huge brick from the walls. There was a big, light purple tunnel in the walls with cobwebs and pipes. Outside of a mysterious tunnel, I knelt down to go into the tunnel. It's fucking Coraline. It's Coraline with a fucking pimp. <laughs>
0: Crack pipes outside the mysterious <laughs> tunnel
2: we gonna have fun crystal simon nudged at my leg to not to go any further but i was curious i did need to have some fun at the moment it was a long tunnel to go through for such a small house when i got to the end of the tunnel i was surprised to see that at the end of the tunnel led to a place that looked exactly like the tunnel inside <laughs> the, the, tunnel. Tunnel. Inside of the <laughs> like, tunnel like robert's house where i was currently living in fact it was robert's, robert's house
0: <laughs> i was very confused
2: but then i realized that we were out of groceries and yelled for robert to get some groceries at trader joe's there was no reply the house was quiet but my room was the same as it was on the other side of the tunnel i stepped out of my room to hear a faint sound of rap music playing downstairs my favorite music genre when I went downstairs, I was shocked to see Slickback in my living room, looking exactly the same way on the day that he died. When he saw me, he said, Chris Stahl, they're my star attraction. How are you? I haven't seen you in a month. My mouth gaped open at the sight of Slickback and I said, Slickback, how are
1: you still alive? You were killed a month ago in a car accident. You just found the Slickback universe, baby, and my world. No friend doesn't go back to reality, Sam. Slickback clapped his hands three times
2: (laughs) and and three of my former fellow (laughs) hordes showed up beside him. Their names were Bling, Cash and Sen. Ever since Slickback died in the real world, all three of them went missing. Slickback ordered them to please me to their highest extent. They went into the houses, other rooms for a while and came back with delicious food, CDs of wonderful rap music and a massage chair. Bling fed the food I wanted into my mouth. Cash obeyed me every time I wanted a new rap song to be played and sent massaged my body to my liking. I was in heaven. Even though he loved me, Robert never did anything like this to me. While I was being pampered, I saw Simon enter the room. He gave me an evil look before Slickback shooed him away. Simon never did anything like that to me. I was about to follow Simon when Slickback asked me if I wanted anything to make me completely happy. I asked for a man to have sex with, and Slickback clapped his hands three more times. And three gorgeous black men came to my side. Oh, God. They acted as nice as Robert acted to me, but they wanted to have sex with me. They were called Cleveland. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Martin and Victor. I
0: chose Victor to have sex with. It should have been Apollo, Onyx. <laughs> and
2: Marky I know I slept with tons of men but my sex between me and Victor was the best sex I ever had his penis slipped so well into my vagina sperm ejaculation levels were just right and his body was so smooth and warm after my wonderful sex with Victor I was putting my clothes back on when I caught Simon peeking into the bedroom He vanished with a slight mumbling sound into the hallway. I checked on the time in the bedroom clock. It was very late. I wished Slickback and the others farewell and went back through the tunnel in my bedroom to get ready for going to sleep. When I got to the tunnel's other side, I made sure it was my world. It is like Coraline. It's it's absolutely Coraline. Robert, can we have sex tonight? No! (laughs) I fell asleep four hours past my normal bedtime the next morning i told robert to get some groceries at trader joe's while i pretended to head downtown in my car to go to work when robert was out of sight i returned to the house and after snuggling with simon went back through the tunnel to slickback universe i met slickback in the living room and he greeted me
1: what's up my baby child did you want to relax again I got all the relaxations and necessities ready and waiting for you, crystal girl.
2: I was pampered by Cleveland Martin Victor bling cash and scent for the day, and it seemed like a better pampering than yesterday. I saw Simon pass by me in the room again, glancing at me for a while before Slickback whipped Simon's butt with his belt. Slickback told me to pay no attention to Simon. He said that he did not know how to eliminate him from the Slickback universe yet. I wanted to see what Simon was doing, as it seemed that whenever he, whenever he left my sight, he went outside of the house into the backyard, which was a giant, beautiful garden. I asked to be excused from my pampering to use the bathroom, and Slickback excused me. When I escaped his views, I went out to the backyard and immediately followed Simon. I tried to sneak up on him, but he heard me and turned around. He looked at me and then uttered a sentence in perfect English. You don't really believe that Slickback is actually a good friend to you right? I fainted and fell on the patio only for a little while. When I came to, Simon was standing beside me. You can talk now? It's the slick back Universe, and of course I can talk. He took so many illegal drugs in the real world that he thought his goldfish told him to become a pimp. He was high when that Toyota killed him. You don't know anything about Slickback. The news said that a drunk Greek guy named Stelio Kantos hit him when he was crossing the street legally. Stelio Kantos? <laughs> I sadly know more than you think in this universe. Simon told me to follow him through the backyard. We ended up in the house's cellar, only accessible from the backyard. I turned on the lights to the dark and cold room. Simon led me to where the food pantry used to be in the real world, but in the slick back universe there were only six jars at the back of the room, and each was very moist and cold. Simon told me to stand away from the jars so that he could bring the objects in them alive. I told him that there was nothing in them except for some cold moisture, but he told me to watch and see. Azerath. Mentreon. Zinthos. The six jars started to rumble and kept rumbling faster and faster until they suddenly stopped. Six ghosts pops out of the six jars. The six ghosts were Blink, Cash, Saint, Cleveland, Martin, and Victor. When the ghosts were released from their jars, I at first was confused and terrified. Who are you all? They're all the real spirits of the bodies you see pampering you. Their bodies, now controlled by Slickback, were killed and then hypnotized to become slaves. He's to Slickback. He's the fucking Beldam. He's the Beldam. (laughs) (laughs) So, there used to be people here that visited Slickback Universe and now they're trapped here forever? Exactly. Cash, I'm so happy to finally see you knowing you aren't missing, but how did you end up
1: here all along with Sentin Bling? I know what happened in the real world, friend. The exact same problem you're facing with Robert happened to me.
0: Bling and scent, although a little earlier, if you catch my drift... I rolled my eyes at scent.
1: Leave as soon as possible, but whatever you do, don't look straight into the ever necklace.
2: But you guys are, I mean, were my best
1: friends. When we were hypnotized, we all still had our cell phones <laughs> on us. Meaning, the cell phone got transferred into a ghost to a bottom line. We can still call and text you from beyond a glive. Whoa! That's mind blowing and good to know. Now, who are you three
2: gentlemen, Martin, Victor, and Cleveland, I heard?
1: Yeah, you got our names right. I'm Martin. To your left is Cleveland. And your, to your right is Victor. Party over here. Party. As a trio, used to be three of Slickback's best customers. Now that I see you, I remember banging you as a special gift for every holiday in 2012. I never had sex with any, just anyone on the holidays.
2: Man, I've had sex with so many people that I don't even remember <laughs> you. When we all got married, we met at a local box. <laughs> i like Bobcat
1: Goldthwait. <laughs> when we met when we all got married we met at a local bar and said that we wanted the whore banging life back one day at Victor's house and we found the tunnel to like back universe and came here the rest is self-explanatory blah 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 we looked into the emerald necklace. blah 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 he
2: hypnotized our bodies blah blah blah
0: blah 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 blah. blah, blah. come at your mouth <laughs> with your fat Albert
1: voice it is all you know
0: if I, could
1: push, if I could push you, I would. That sex you had with my zombie-like body was terrible. You didn't even do the log jam correctly.
2: Yeah, I'm quitting my job as a whore for grease legs in about two weeks. I've gotten a little off since I started. Plus, I think Robert would be more comfortable around me.
0: You get in the pit business. Good for you. I personally thought being a whore was horrible. Stop saying that! Why? I told you a million times, you're the first whore
1: I ever banged! When you say that, it makes me feel bad! You think Crystal is doing the log wrong now? You should have seen me when I first became a whore! I hate you so much! <laughs> Crystal, you better
2: listen to Sam, and get the hell out of this shithole of a universe before Slickback makes you a ghost. You're right, Simon. I love you and I'll miss you all. Simon and the six ghosts waved goodbye to me. I'm as I going walked- home now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> as I walked back into the house to go back through the tunnel to reality. When I entered the kitchen, though, Slickback wanted to see me at the big dining table. I took a seat nervously as Cleveland, Martin, Victor, Sant, Cash, and Bling's bodies silently watched me with a slight hypnotic swirl visible in their eyes. Slickback said to me, Chris,
0: Me and your six friends just love your company over the past few days. As a reward for hanging out in my fabulous universe, I want to give you an expensive and beautiful gift. The entire
1: piece was handmade by the best jewelry makers in the universe. Carefully put together to truly show off your rich status. Open it up. It will look gorgeous on you,
2: child. I opened up the package. It was a necklace that had a giant natural emerald in the
1: middle. That was a beauty, ain't it, baby cakes? If you look straight
0: into it, you can see the clearest reflection you've ever seen
1: of yourself.
2: It's a wonderful gift. I'll just leave it here, and when I return
0: tomorrow, I'll keep it and wear it forever. Oh, I don't think that there will be a tomorrow for you. I spied on that little kitty who told you the secret of my universe, and you ain't getting away. back pointed to Simon's
2: dying body on the kitchen floor. It looked like he had just been stabbed to death. Book.
1: <laughs> His body's fresher than a Subway sandwich right now. Eat fresh. Mm-hmm. A fresh kettle? Baby? Baby? Would you like a whore wheat? Or an Italian breed with that. Oh wait,
0: we're out of Italian breed at the moment. You'll have to get herbs and cheese bread.
1: You're a psychopath. Look into the emerald bitch on that necklace and I promise that Simon will come back to life. No, Chris, don't. Fuck. I'll
2: never join your army of slaves.
1: Don't you dare disobey your pimp bitch. You're not
2: my master anymore! seize crystal slaves Slickback slaves ran towards me in my seat. I jumped out of my seat and ran for the stairs, but Victor pinned me to the ground and the others ripped at my expensive clothes, tearing them to shreds until I only had my brawn pantyhose on. I fought all the slaves off of my body, eventually killing each. Blood was left all around the house. Slickback ran towards me with all of his strength and tried to hypnotize me, but I didn't look at the necklace and ran up the stairs to my room. The tunnel was still there. I climbed in the tunnel quickly, but Slickback grabbed my legs and with force and tried to pull me back into his universe, but I clawed in the tunnel until I got into my you own. You ain't universe. going, bitch! I, notif- I noticed an open knife in my room, so I stabbed one of Slickback's arms. Goddamn! He let go of my leg for a second, and then I quickly moved to a huge, loose brick over the tunnel. Slickback was trapped in his own universe now.
1: Fuck you, you a bitch!
2: The gap lost its light purple color and everything went back to normal. The wall was even restored so that the tunnel would never open again. They never should have gave you horse money! (laughs) Just then, Robert came into the room and was asking all about the noise. I told him that it was a long, weird story, but I broke out into tears near the end of my sentence. He asked what was wrong and I told him that the origin of this weird story was that he would never... Bring me a true son. He knelt down on one knee and told me the only obstacle in my way was the fact that I was a whore. And <laughs> he still loved me. I told him that I was going to quit my current job tomorrow. And that if I did, I wanted to have sex with him tomorrow. He agreed to have sex with me. And smiled at me. It was the best sex I ever had.
1: I oh, do my name, brother, like this. Fuck.
2: Fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that was a pimp named Slickback.
1: Just on the but just Show Simon the kitty
2: I know I was saving that for you. That was good. I'm really glad I could bring your Asian back out. <laughs> it only makes more sense that her name was Bling. Ah, <laughs> oh, bring, bring! Ah, oh, I love bring, bring! Bring, bring, dara, dara, bill,
1: y'all. Dara, dara! Oh, the bringer, bring! I am uh, the best career hooker I, you have ever had! So good, so dee <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I'm going to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home now. Oh. <laughs> so sure, security.
2: So oh, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this episode of Lots of Pasta. Um, I didn't get to talk about it, but I might as well bring us out uh, with a little conversation. Uh, recently got Friday the Thirteenth. The gun. Uh, gun media. Uh game on the Xbox after watching like a month of it on the PC, um, watching, shout out to H2O Delirious and Ohm Record for bringing me tons of laughs and totally convincing me to buy that game. Um, within like, I'd say like two and a half weeks I've owned it, uh, already like level 25, really fucking loving it. Um, can't wait for the DLC, and I talked Frowns McBoohoo into buying it, and first game we played... Got you to fucking escape. You just climbed into my fucking car and we drove the fuck out of there. Uh, I I personally love it. I know you need to get more into yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's,
0: I just want to play more with you. And I feel like every time we tried seven times to make a fucking match and it was just like not happening. Again,
2: the one the one downside and it's all true. The one downside is the servers. The servers just fucking suck. Um, but they're working on it. You know, it's a it was an indie funded Kickstarter game. So you gotta take what they get sometimes um but i'm having a lot of fun whenever i play as jason i tend to just sing to people as i'm like chasing them like i'll pop outside the window and i'll just be like hello i'll sing like backstreet boys until they threaten to mute me and it's just a really fun time and whenever i play as any of the survivors any of the counselors i just constantly play it in character and that's just it just makes the entire experience so much better uh Shout out to uh, Eric LaChapa. Probably my favorite character. It's the fat nerd. Whenever I play as him, I just walk around. (laughs) Just talking like a nerd the entire time. I cast a distraction spell. It just makes the game so much more fun. Uh, I think your favorite character is Bugsy. Who's that? Bug-eyed black guy.
0: Oh, God. The guy looks (laughs) like he's wearing way too much rouge. No, I like... (laughs) I like the Asian, and I swear to God, when I Deborah her... Kim!
2: <laughs> I am Debra Kim. Hello.
1: <laughs> Hello! I'm going to fix in the car! Just please don't let me drive! I'm like to go home now! Drive to the street. Goodbye!
2: See, that's why we would have fun playing the game. Because you just... Even when you're doing terribly, if you make the Jason laugh, he tends to, like, spare you. So... I mean, it's funny. It's a fun It's a fun game. I can't recommend it anymore. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add before we um, end the episode? A sayonara! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> no, but it was, uh, it was great to be back. And I can't wait to come back again.
2: Good stuff. This was episode 48, right before the 50th special. Tune in two weeks from now. We got some fun shit planned. So I'll see you guys real soon. Thanks
1: for listening. Chicky chicky chong, chicky chong, sayonara! Leave a thumbs up, like if you enjoy it, subscribe, and if you want me to do Asian, every episode I do Asian, you just have to tear! Tear Mr. Dare! Dare! Ba 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 ba! faster.